The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. What are you doing? You get two guys that are four and a half minutes late coming on the air yet again, sitting between a pane of glass, one a pissed off Red Sox fan, the other a Yankee fan that's in glory land. You sit here for less than an hour, talk some sports, let's get it going. Give us a call, 413-445-5943. Let's go! Cronin and the Zuck coming at you right now. Especially when you're a loser like Han Bloom. A Red Sox seller party. Josh Hader's not a Padre. Down Padre. Hey, whatever. Let's go! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic edition of Cronin and the Zuck here in 89.7 WTBR Pittsfield. Give us a call, 413-445-5943. Robbie, how you doing this morning, my friend? I'm doing great. That <laughs> <It> was hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God, I almost, fell, I almost fell off my chair like like Joe Castiglione there. So uh, when, you're, when you're a Red Sox fan right now, all you can do is just try to laugh because it's pretty brutal. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's right out of central casting what this Heimbloom <laughs> fellow is doing right now. I mean, Well, yes, he's yes, a nice Jewish boy from New York, so there you go. Yes, yesterday at 425, right. there, there was a note on the clubhouse that, that said, uh, hitters meeting 425 in the batter's cage. <laughs> so they all show up. Vasquez shows up. And then all of a sudden, about less than an hour later, he gets traded to the team that they're, they're visiting, the Astros. And J.D. Martinez goes, wait a minute, we just took BP with this guy, and now he's going to go catch against us. And, you know, if the Red Sox are going to fold this season, blow the whole thing up. You know, trade everybody, because, I mean, except for Devers. I wouldn't trade Devers. But, no, you have to resign Devers. But Heimblum goes, goes, I know this move is going to affect the clubhouse. I know players are pissed, but we're still trying to contend. Huh? You pick up two crap prospects? I mean, these guys are both like career 240 hitters in the minor leagues, and you're saying you're helping the team? Well, they How? Did, they did get Tommy Pham, for whatever that means. I don't that had nothing that. to do with the Vasquez move, though. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't care Tommy Pham was hitting 238. It's, Thanks. Appreciate right. you. It's, it's, I know. Is, is Vasquez a free agent next year? No. Yeah. He, oh, he is. Okay, so that's why. So they but, could they could resign him. I mean, seriously, they could resign him. So anyway, but he's he's Continue, arguably sir. one of the team's best hitters this year. He's oh, hitting two eighty eight. Uh, he's great. a great catcher. Great. He's even playing first base. He's also a clutch clutch hitter, big time clutch hitter. He's kind of the heart and soul of that clubhouse. Him and Bogarts. Yeah, you know, it just it really crushed me yesterday to hear that. Well, I think they're going to resign Bogarts. I think that's the key. I think the key for the Red Sox is resigning Bogarts and resigning Devers. So I think they're you know trying to get rid of a little money. JD Martinez is gone. I think he'll be traded today. I don't know what the Mets are going to do. We'll talk about that after. But anyway, finish what you're saying, sir. As, as a Red Sox fan, yeah. it, it's very it's it's very disheartening what they did. It just, I mean, getting rid of Vasquez. And, you know, the Red Sox are a big market team. They have one of the highest payrolls in baseball. They're a big market team that pretends like they don't have money to re-sign their star players. I mean, they did it with, uh, you know, John Lester. They low-balled him. I mean, they said they offered Bogarts a... Uh, 
a reasonable extension in the offseason, which turned out to be a one-year extension for $30 million on top of his four-year uh, salary. I mean, but, I mean, that's kind of a shot. I mean, he's he took a team-friendly deal, but, you know, Boris is his agent, so you know Boris has some pull there. Boris is the biggest tool in sports. He's the problem with baseball. So... I don't know. I really hope they re-sign Bogarts and Devers. But if you're Bogarts, where do you want to go? I, I, is it worth leaving a team that you've had success on? The guy, first of all, I think he's the most underrated player in the league. I mean, when you consider he's an, he's an excellent at bat. He always gives you a great at bat most of the time. He hits over 300. He plays a gold glove shortstop. I mean, he's a clutch hitter. He's a guy that hits for power, hits for average. I mean, why do you want to leave? You've had success in Boston. These, you know, these guys, like, look at a guy like Javi Baez. Look at a guy, and look at these guys that signed with Texas. How would you like to be competing in t- with Toronto? In Toronto, how you doing, Cor- Sim- how you doing, Corey Seager? Yeah, and Marcus Simeon. If you're yeah. Marcus Simeon, would you like to compete in Toronto? Would you have taken a lesser? See, like, what doesn't make sense to me is like these guys. The money is more important than than winning. It just drives me nuts. I don't get it. You're going to get a lot of money. <laughs> it's like I mean, I just don't get it. So Toronto, the front runners for uh, Noah Syndergaard, who's oh he hasn't God. been. He's he hasn't. Been been, he's got a three eight seven ERA. I mean, yeah. the, their their pitching staff has been has been hurt by injuries. That the the Kikuchi, the Japanese guy, he's got an ERA over five. I mean, they lost uh, Barrios. Uh, um, right. Who's the uh, Ryu? He's out for the year with Tommy John. So I mean, something. Yeah. Any, I mean, at least they're trying to get better, unlike the Red Sox. The Red Sox three games out of first, or not out of first place, out of the wild card, and they're they're selling pieces. I don't I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. I'm just, it just, it fries my, you know what? It just really have you, kills me. Have you, have you read anything? Have there been any articles at all in the Globe or in the Herald, you know, talking about, you know, whether they're buyers or sellers or what exactly the hell they're doing? Because I, I honestly, I don't know either. But I think some pieces are going to be moved today. I mean, they could move JD Martinez. Obviously, not coming back next year. They're not going to resign him. And he's not, he's not had a good year. Nine home runs. I'm sorry. His RBI totals, his power numbers are down. His average is still good. He's still a professional hitter. Now, if you're the Mets, I mean, you're gonna if you get him, the thing is that he's not hitting a lot of home runs, and that's what they really need right now because Lonzo is really the the majority. He he and Lindor, that's it. So you know, the Mets need power. The Mets could use Josh Bell, like you were talking about weeks ago, but now I hear a package of Juan Soto and Bell going to San Diego. Boy, the San Diego's like you know we got to compete with the Dodgers. We're 12 games back now, so I believe they're 12 games back now. So in, in that case, they they're gonna trade a whole bunch of uh, at least four prospects. For Juan Soto, so there's a possibility Juan Soto might get moved today. I heard, I, mean, I heard a rumor about him going to the Mariners too. Juan Soto, G- the Mariners. Jim Duquette was on uh, MLB Network saying that that uh, Jerry Depoto says that they have the pieces to make a move like that. I mean, the Mariners are trying to get better. They got Castillo. Yeah, well, they haven't made the playoffs in what since ten years? Yeah, tw- no, twenty one. Twenty one years. Yeah, yeah, it's the longest drought in baseball. So obviously, yeah, they're going for it. They get Castillo, which was a terrific pickup. I'm sorry, I know they they traded some good prospects in that trade, but I mean Castillo's excellent, and the Yankees obviously didn't have enough to satisfy Oakland's, uh, you know, desire. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah. So here's the deal. All right. So. Looking at yesterday, when it comes to the Red Sox, again, I don't know exactly where they're going with this, but I do think that even Nathan Evaldi might be a name that they might move. Is Evaldi still got another year on his couple of years on his contract? He's or, free agent. He's free agent. Okay, so there's another guy. Now, think about this. Think about the Mets getting Evaldi and J.D. Davis and giving up some prospects. I mean, the Mets have to do something today. I mean, the Mets are sitting there. You know, they get Vogelberg, right? Vo- is that his Vogel? Vogelbach. Vogelbach. Okay, yeah. I keep, I keep. He looks Vogel, like, Vogel he, Sebastian he, he, lo- <laughs> he looks like what's the? He looks like the catcher in, uh, you know, in Bad News Bears. 
So anyway, but I, I think his, somebody was saying yesterday, I think I was listening to Brandon Tierney and, and Tiki yesterday, and they were saying his uniform, or somebody said his uniform was too tight, <laughs> or something like that. They should be wearing a l- l- more loose-fitting uniform, you know. But anyway, um, getting back to the Mets. Yeah, the thing is that the Mets could, you know, need another bat. They need another arm in the bullpen. I've heard names. Uh, these kids from Detroit, there's a couple kids from Detroit. I can't remember. The, there's Fulmer. Fulmer, yeah. I heard Fulmer, he's a left-hander, right? So that, that's a possibility. Fulmer's the righty. I can't remember oh, the Fulmer's other guy. The, righty. the lefty G is Geo something. I can't remember yeah, his name, but he throws like 98 right, right. south Okay, because okay. yeah. they can use the left, like Aaron Loop they had last year, and obviously Loop went to, uh, to the Angels. Loop's a, a name that could could move. I'm not sure, but they you know they have Aaron Loop, the Angels, and he could be a piece to be moved to the Mets, back to the Mets possibly. Um, so I'm not really sure. But getting to the Yankees, the Yankees, I think yesterday – Really pulled it off. I mean, obviously, getting Benintendi was great to me. I, but I, again, well, I'll talk about this as far as the way use of Benintendi because they've been using him seventh and first and third and all these different positions. You know, when it's like Mr. Experiment with, with that, you know, he's like, well, we've been experimenting with different things. Like, just put him first for crying out loud. I had this big argument with Pat Boyle and the fan last night at like two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning about the use of how they use Benintendi instead of using him in traditional things. Do you, here, do you ever sleep, bro? Ever? Yeah, I do. I, you know, <laughs> no, I was, uh, you know what's funny? Well, I got on the the other night, Pat was producing. He's like, "Oh, Rob, I'm gonna be on. I'm filling in for Lacan." I'm like, "Okay." So, so I, you know, I was like trying to stay up last night. And Patty was on. I said, "All right, I'll give him a call." And uh, Brian McKenna, he was um, he was producing last night. Hey, we got a phone call here. Should we take it? Should sure. we take it? All right. <laughs> Good morning. You're on WTBR Sports Talk. Robbie's Robbie Z and uh, Mr. Cronin there. Who's gonna hit the call button there on the pod? Yeah, yeah, it, it's there. Hello. You gotta hit the call button. Oh, okay. So new, new things there. New. We got right, a new here setup go. here. Nope. Now they're oh, gone. Now right. no one's here. Things are gone. <laughs> see, yeah, I'll try again see another we're time. Experimenting. So I'm used to the cranking that phone. Okay. So yeah, I didn't get the, I, I didn't get the disclaimer this morning, but yeah, somebody else try after. Who's ever that? Try back. So we just got new phones in here. Four four five five nine four three for everybody who wanted to give us a call at ten fourteen right here. And a gorgeous day, man. What a gorgeous day. Today's my. By the way, today's my cat's birthday. Today's Ringo's birthday. He's nine. So my little buddy of fur, yeah. So I'm so I'm so that that little guy. It's a pretty cool cat you got there. I'm not a big cat guy, but oh, you you were having fun with him, yeah. I was. I know. Yeah, yeah, he's well, he's a people cat, you know. Like he reminds me of a dog, you know. He's very playful. He's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah. When like my place was re and redone, you know, I would come home from work and the guys were hanging out, you know, doing lunch and Ringo's like hanging out with them. Like most cats would be hiding under the bed and stuff. He's like hanging out, exchanging phone numbers. Hey guys, can you come and bring me some sandwiches? You know, tomorrow and. Reminds me of uh, my dad used to have an office in Great Barrington that he rented, yeah. and the guy that owned the building had a, had, a, had a black cat named Sam, and he'd always come in and sit on my dad's desk, like in one of his drawers, and just kind of hang out. It, it, yeah. Some cats are cool; most cats are douchebags. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I know the do- dogs that are too, you know. But anyway, I guess it's on the personality. But anyway, so here's the deal: so they go in to get Benny, right? I love the trade; really love the trade, okay? Because they need that, and but they need to put him up first. They stop with this, you know? Why are you putting a three? hitter whose, whose on-base percentage is over 800 or OPS whatever you want to call it and who steals bases goes first to third on a single or double goes home on a double goes first to third on a single right and and you put him seventh I mean it makes no sense to me it's the same thing with Buck like Buck has become like afflicted with this insanity with the Mets batting O'Neill eighth and batting like I said you know Vogelbach uh, uh, Bach, um, batting him behind Alonzo how do you bat a guy who's a lifetime 213 hitter and bat him behind your top RBI producer and probably the MVP possibly in the National League in Pete Alonso? So I don't understand this whole analytical nonsense with batting guys in certain words. Why that, you know, for me, wow, going, that computer told me to do yeah. it. 
The yeah. analytics told me to put it's him just, there. I don't, it just doesn't make Darren any sense Boone. to me. Anyway, so yesterday the Yankees pull off really nice trades. They get this guy, Scott Alfros, 28, okay, and he's like this kind of like, like he's like Darren O'Day. He's kind of throws from the side. He's got a really strange pitch. Go watch him. It's really interesting. So I, he's 28, like I said. He's got a 2.66 ERA, 40, 44 innings, 50 strikeouts. Pretty impressive. Um, 15th round uh, pick from Indiana College. He's 28, and this was his rookie season. The Yankees control him now for five years. So definitely, they pick up a bullpen guy, and they also pick up another bullpen guy in Trevino, whose ERA is proud, Lou Trevino. It's going to be Trevino with Trevino Battery. That'll be interesting, right? They'll, they'll come up with some concept marketing, Trevino with, 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 with Trevino. So Severino will start, Trevino will relieve, and Trevino will catch. Yeah. Right, so Trevino, yeah, well, Severino's going to be out for a while. The Severino-Trino. Severino Severino-Trino. I think Severino went on the 60-day deal. Anyway, so Lou Trevino, and then they go out and they get Frankie Montes. And this is the key trade for me because they couldn't get Castillo. And people are saying, well, they couldn't get Castillo. But you know what? If Frankie's shoulder is good, I know he's had some shoulder problems, and let's pray that his shoulder is going to be good. I think lifetime in 16 starts, I think he's 14-2 and two against the Astros, which is a huge deal because, to me, the Astros just got rich yesterday getting Trey Mancini from Baltimore, who's a good player. They get a right-handed bat. Uh, can I mention it's something okay. about yeah. that trade, yeah, yeah, please? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the Orioles are, are semi-relevant for the first time in a while. I know. I, and you trade right. arguably the face of their franchise. I mean, the guy's a stage three cancer survivor. He's having a great year. Just when the organization is starting to be somewhat relevant again, you trade arguably their best player other than, you know, Cedric Mullins, who's not having quite the year he had last year. But what a slap in the face to that fan base. Yeah, I know. He's a fan favorite. And obviously the story that, you know, with him surviving cancer, not only that, but playing baseball again. And just it's an amazing story. I know. I, I I guess they feel they're going to get younger. I don't know. That's an interesting thing. Like, where if you're a fan of the Orioles, you're thinking like, "Hey, we got a chance to make the wild card here. Why not? Add, you know, exactly. Why not be buyers instead of sellers?" That's an interesting thing. I, you know, the only you know the ownership is ridiculous. And I lived down there for years. I worked at a station that was the home of the Baltimore Orioles. So believe me, it was a lot of Orioles talk all the time. And you know, Angelo, he's he's a terrible owner. Let's be honest. He doesn't want to spend money. They you got know, a great, a beautiful ballpark. Oh, it's gorgeous. The I used fan, to go there all the, the time. It's fantastic. The fans are great fans. They, they still are, show up even when have, the team sucks. They have sucks. a fantastic fan base there. They got there. a great fan base. Great fans down there. And, and, and great teams for years. I mean, I remember as a kid, you know, the Yankees playing the Orioles. When I was growing up in the 70s, I mean, the Orioles were a hell of a team. They had, you know, Hall of Famers on that team, and there was great rivalries. And, I, and they used to beat the Yankees all the time. I mean, they really did. And they had Boo Powell and Brooks Robinson and Mark Belanger, who's from Pittsfield. and uh, Eddie Murray. And, Eddie, and then they had Eddie Murray, yeah, and Cal. And, I mean, it's just great teams, great pitchers. I mean, growing through the 70s with, you know, guys like, in fact, when I was a kid, they had four 20-game winners, McNally, Dave McNally, Kevin Dobson, Jim Palmer, and Mike Quayer. Those Imagine that. Four guys with 20 wins. You can't even get two guys in the league with 20. You can't even get one guy in the league with 20 wins. Oh, he's going to have to come out now in the fifth inning. I have to start using my bullpen again. <laughs> I live 80, in a hollow tree. Pitches, oh, yeah. by the way, I want to talk about Aaron Boone for one second. Can I say this? Can I rant about Aaron Boone for one moment? Here's the ultimate move for me, folks, here in the Mets series, which really sucked, and I didn't really want to talk about it. But here's the move of the year because this guy, let me tell you something. Sometimes I think this guy's got, like, rice pudding stuck between his ears. Here's the, here's the deal. He has Kainer Falefa, who's already two for three in the Met game, right? 
He's pinch hit Joey Gallo. Why? Because he wants Edwin Diaz to come in and get a four-out save. Because Joey Gallo in his last 28 games, a really high average, uh, an impressive 087, ladies and gentlemen. So you're going to take a guy who's a strikeout victim against a strikeout pitcher who's hitting 087 for a guy who's on a 14-game hitting streak who's already two for three in the ball game and bring him up because we wanted to see if he could get a four-out save. I'm like, I'm sorry, folks. This guy is lost. Okay? So what happens and what did Joey Gallo do, folks? <laughs> guess what? Take a guess. Can you guess exactly what he did in that particular bat? No, he didn't hit a home run. No, he didn't even make contact. He did what he does best. He struck out. So now I think Joey's going to be traded today. Did you see Joey in the dugout? Mm-hmm. <laughs> with, his, with, his, with, his, with his hoodie on going, oh man, I had my chance. Here's the, I here's really the, had my chance. Here's the best I stat really of the year. Did. Best oh stat my of the year. God. Aaron Judge, 43 home runs. Joey Gallo, 37 hits. There's your stat. Right, of the I year. saw that you said that. So here, so wait, so 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 just to finish, right? What does he do? <laughs> the next game after they lose two to the Mets, right? He sits kind of full up and down on a 14-game hitting streak, and the hottest hitter on the team, DJ LeMayu. And thank God for Aaron Judge, who's just been unbelievable. I mean, and Aaron Judge hits a game-winning home run. The Yankees get two hits in the whole game. Anyway, four one three four four five five nine four three. Just my little rant on Boone. So um so anyway so the Yankees send they get Scott Efros they they trade Ken Walchuk who's having a terrific year in the minors they trade right-handed pitcher Luis Medina JP Sears who made three or four about three starts for the Yankees and also filled in as a relief guy I think is going to be a very good pitcher and second baseman Cooper Bowman those are the four guys going back for Lou Trevino and for um, for Frankie Montas so and then like I said this kid I'm really interested in here in seeing uh, uh, Scotty Efros pitch. So that was pretty, that's pretty much what happened yesterday. But today, we don't know. I think, is anybody going to make a trade for Juan Soto? I think it's going to be the Padres. I really do. This and, could be the most ridiculous trade deadline we've ever seen. And it, like I was saying this morning, it usually starts the hour before the trade deadline. That's when everything happens. But it's happened like the last day and a half before the trade deadline. All these flurry of moves happening, like Josh Hader yep. to, to the Padres. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that, That too. makes me sick. How, that wait, Brewers how in the that. world are you a first-place team and you trade? Okay, he's been lousy lately. We know. So is Clay Holmes. I think, what, Clay Holmes in his last, was it 14 games, ZRAs or five or whatever it is, whatever it is. But the thing is, Hayter's been terrible lately. But you don't have faith in your closer? The guy's been terrific. And he's. Le- this is interesting, too. The guy they traded him for, Taylor Rogers. they traded for Taylor Rogers and three prospects from the San Diego Padres in return. And those two guys are leading the league's in in uh, in saves. Anyway, we got a call. So four one three four four five four nine four four three. Good morning here on WTBR Sports Talk. Good morning, dear. How are you doing? Who's this? It's Eddie. Conference I thought it was. I thought it was Eddie. Eddie. How's it going? Where buddy? you been, man? How's it going? Yeah, I, listen, I've been uh, really busy, man. It's tough getting Tuesdays off. Listen, I understand. What do you think about getting rid of Montgomery and picking up Otani? Well, they I think tried. That's a pipe they, dream. They, 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 <laughs> well, Wait a second. What are you smoking this morning? Can I have some? <laughs> no, Goodness no, gracious. Talk about that off the air. Okay, <laughs> okay. Here's, here's the deal. They tried to make an offer for Otani, but they, they're not getting him. So, And it'd be ridiculous for the Angels to trade Otani, as big a marketing I know, but tool Montgomery, as he is. I, he's the only he, thing they have to look for. Trout's injured. Terrible. Excuse me? You know, come on. Montgomery? The thing about it is that, you know, even my married brother was to say, listen, we can go out after him, all right? Or yeah, but they don't need him right now. They're not gonna. They're not gonna get all time. They just. What, what did you think of the Frankie Montez deal? What did you think of the deals yesterday? No, I thought. I, I thought Cashman. I didn't like those at all. You, wait, 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 wait. Which one you, you like? Know, Which one did you like? The Benatendi I liked. But you didn't like any of the trades. You didn't like Frankie, Frankie no, Montez. I didn't. Or, no. Why? Tell me why. No. Tell me why. Seriously. 
Give me a good reason. Seriously? Yeah. Ben Attendee's he's an offensive threat. No, no, no. What, what's what? wrong with the Montez deal? No, what's wrong with the Montez deal? Never mind. I love Benny, but never mind. What, what about the pitching? That's what they needed, another no, starter. No, I, yeah, well, that's so what why? we need. We, we, that's Otani, right? No, no, the, no. The, but, the, Angels, the Angels aren't do going Do I speak a anywhere. foreign language, Sean? No, I'm asking you a question, though, Eddie. What <laughs> What don't you like about the what Frankie, you like Montez, about the Frankie deal? Montez deal? Inconsistent, he's, he's to be four, honest with you. He's inconsistent. Four, he's given up three runs or less in 15 of his 19 he's starts. He's 14-2 yeah. lifetime against Houston. He's 14-2. ERA. What's inconsistent about two, that? Yeah. I like the move a lot. I'm, as Love a Red it. Sox fan, it pisses me off. Love it. I mean, they got the second-best guy out there. They couldn't get Castillo. They wanted too much for Castillo. I think they even asked for Anthony Volpe. Well, the Yankees yeah, are protecting money, like he's the, the president of the United States. Well, you know, we, want to, we want to go deeper in October, right? And you want... A pitcher. That's what right? they got. That's what they got. Even, know, even, even I'm, like, not, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like. Oh, Eddie, hello. Anywhere in Los Angeles. What? What about He's Los? Not. What about Los Angeles? He said Otani's not going anywhere in L.A. He's not going anywhere. We know that, but they, they don't they, get. They, he wants to win. It's going to take us, and we want to win. Wait, that's why they got Frankie Mont- in New York. It's, it's going to take a small Frank- country no, to get Otani. I don't want Otani. They got. They, 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 they look. Cashman tried to put together a package for Otani yesterday. It, it obviously didn't whet the appetites of the Angels, so they went out and they got the next but best that, thing. That's why. That's why I called because. It's if they want to win in New York. Sean, I give up. You take over. (laughs) I got nothing. I got nothing, man. You got the second best available starting pitcher on the market. You just said if you want to go deep into October, you need starting pitching. You got Frankie Montas, who's made 19 starts this year. Three runs or less in 15 of those 19 starts. Don't look at his record. 318 ERA. You can't pay attention to the record because the Oakland A's are hot garbage. Right, and last year was what nine and four with a three three eighteen ERA and one hundred and nine strikeouts and one hundred and four in the right, third innings. Right, his ground What's wrong out with strikeouts that? are excellent. Both ground out and strikeouts are, are outstanding. So, right, well, that, that's what I'm saying. But again, like I was saying, but right, switching uh, uh, going from team to team here, the Orioles, right? They're making a move, and. The Padres want to get rid of Machado to bring him back to Baltimore. No, Machado's no, going no way. Are you kidding me? Machado's, what are you kidding me? They're trying to get to the Dodgers. They're trying to go out, and they're trying to compete with the Dodgers for a championship. And that's why they're going to get Juan Soto today and Josh Bell. I think the that Orioles, deal's, the Orioles I think are not that deal's going to go through. So. The Orioles are not going to trade Trey Mancini if they're going to go out and try to get Machado right, exactly. back. I mean, he, Machado's they on can't like a 12-year deal. They can't afford yeah, Machado. right? It's gone already. I think the tr- I think he dumped the truck that's today. What I, that's what on? I just said, Eddie. I said they're not going to trade Mancini <laughs> if they try to reacquire Machado. I mean, I don't know what's, what planet you're living on, really? but you're on planet delusional with some the of call. these takes. See ya. Thanks for the call. <laughs> what the this guy's living on planet delusional with some of this stuff, <laughs> man. No offense, but like, come on. I like, to take a, to, that's, uh, to take a quote from Adam Shine, that's what he says. <laughs> like, you're on planet delusional, guy. What's going <laughs> on here? I was like, holy moly. Anyway, 413-445-5943. Going to take a break, and then we'll be back with more Sports Talk right here on Cronin. So give us a call. Uh, got a lot more to talk about Bill Russell, obviously, and uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, and people want to call about that and so forth. But uh, we'll be back in a little while, so uh, stick around right here. Did you know that just 30 minutes a day of physical activity can improve your health and decrease your risk of heart disease? Walking is an easy way to start. For every hour of regular vigorous exercise, you can gain two hours of life expectancy. So start walking for yourself. Start walking with your family. Start walking with your friends. Start walking in your community. Start walking. Start something. 
Join the movement today. For more information on the American Heart Association START program, visit heart.org slash start. Hola, hola. I'm Daisy. Yo soy Marta. Whether you want to learn a little Spanish or get a glimpse of our wonderful Latin roots, join us as we celebrate Latin culture with music from genres ranging from salsa to bachata. Gain insight on local news, community information, and very special guests. Only on Mundo Latino. Welcoming listeners of all nations on WTBR 89.7 FM. Support for Mundo Latino comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union. I smoke because it's a habit. It's very hard to quit. I've tried. My wife smokes. It's not allowed in the home. It's not allowed around my children. I just know it isn't good. My husband hates that I smoke, and I smoke outside. It irritates her a little bit, but I think she sees and understands what I'm trying to get across to her, that it's not only bad to her, but it's bad to my three beautiful daughters and my two sons. My dad gets upset with my mom because she smokes and he doesn't, and whenever my mom goes and smokes, she has to go smoke outside. I don't think my mom should smoke because it's really bad for you, and it could hurt you really bad. I do think there is a correlation between parents and kids. The parents smoke, the kids think it's okay for them to smoke. Sometimes all you need is a small reason to quit. Yeah, I love my mom very much, but I still wish she'd stop smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down. Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock. On Pritchard County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBRFM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. Hello, Phil Tierney here the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8, and if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. Larry Kretka here from Nothing But Old 45s, inviting you to check out my brand new show here on WTBR called Sweet Country Music. Some of the best country music I've ever recorded, like Dolly Parton, Alan Jackson, Patsy Cline, and a lot more. Plus, every show contains a comedy segment that'll put a smile on your face. Sweet Country Music, 11 a.m. Sunday mornings here on 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio. All right, welcome back to Cronin and the Zuck. It looks like we had a phone call trying to come in through here, and now the phone call just went away. But we're back talking more about Shohei Otani to the Yankees for Jordan Montgomery and Manny Machado to the Orioles. Let's go. We got your trade deadline banter. Anything you want to talk about, give us a call. 413-445-5943. You're in for the second half. Here we go. I forgot to turn the pot Oh, my God. What a, what a terrible producer you have. You know, he's really terrible anyway. 
That's well, a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's great, man. Yeah. I'm over here playing air guitar. Yeah, exactly. So something else just turned on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. So anyway, so so yeah. I guess that was Ralph trying to call. So call us back. Yeah, we have a, you know we have commercials running. So anyway, but four one three four four five five nine four three. So we were discussing. Um, I can understand Eddie wanting Shohei Otani on the Yankees. Right. I think any team would want Shohei Otani. Of course. But the Angels aren't going to trade him. I mean, yeah, the Angels are a, are a terrible team. They're not going anywhere. But that's really their only draw right now. I mean, exactly. yeah, they got Mike Trout, but, you exactly. know, you wouldn't recognize Mike Trout if you walked by him at the gas station. I you know. wouldn't know who he was. It's too bad. And baseball sad. does a terrible job marketing he, players. He well, has a terrible back problem now. He's like this chronic back problem and issue that he has. So who the hell knows, knows what's going to go on with him? It's really, you know, he made that decision. They gave him that huge contract. He wanted to stay with the Angels. And, and you know, rightly so. I mean, that's what he wanted to play. It's a team he played for. I give him credit for wanting to stay with the organization. But the thing is that he could have tested free agency and said, you know, we're really not building anything here. We're really not doing very much in terms of, uh, of the team itself. And, and there you go. So there's, uh, there's probably Ralphie. Good morning, sir. How are you? You're uh, croning the Zuckwood. What's happening there, buddy? What's going on? How are you? Yeah. Yeah, you tried to call my phone, so all of a sudden I heard my phone ringing in the station. <laughs> well, I, call, I called your phone because no one was speaking up, and there was a wonderful woman here, an automated voice. Well, we had, that, a, uh, we, had com- we had the commercials running, that's why, so. Yeah, no, I got you. Am I, am I on right now? Are we back, or what? Yeah, you're on. Yeah. All right, well, you know, you said the Vasquez, the Vasquez thing, uh, was interesting to me when Sean was speaking about it. They tend to uh, trade their best player all the time, and I, I frankly don't get it. You know, it, these these players don't stay with their teams anymore, and they're always trade bait. They price themselves out of the market, as the case with Judge, as the case with Soto, and you can't hold on to your players anymore, well, Rob. I, well, I, th- I think in, in the case of Vasquez, I think that there's an option to resign him, but I think the thing is that I don't know if they're going to resign him right now because they have two catchers. But Sean, I don't know what they have in the minor leagues in terms of catching, and and also, obviously Wilson Contreras is out there, and I think Wilson Contreras is going to come to the Mets today. I have a funny feeling, but from the Cubs. But the thing, getting getting back to what you were saying, I think that the Red Sox desperately want to sign Devers and Bogar, so that's why they're doing this. I really believe but that Vasquez is only making seven million dollars this year. It's not like he's on a twenty million dollar well, contract. I know. Well, they can, they can't, but they can. I know. I I, I really believe it's taking. Well, well, then why did they trade Poecki? Because Houston doesn't want Poecki. Lucky's right. hot garbage. They just called up this kid Ronaldo and Hernandez, who's hitting right. like two seventy in the minors. But can he catch? Well, I, I don't can know. He, can he run a pitching staff? And like I said, you I know, think- you know, Sean, you know, Sean, seven thousand dollars is chicken feed. This is below the normal salary. Seven thousand. Seven million. Ralphie. That's like my salary. I mean, that's like my, sa- seven that's like my salary. Seven million. Seven thousand. I was gonna say seven thousand. That's like what I make uh, per yeah. month. Seven thousand. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, yeah. What I, I, that's what I made in nineteen seventy-eight. But yeah, that's true. You, hey, did you want Sean? <laughs> oh, Sean, oh, Sean El Tati for for Jordan Montgomery. I think any calls us just to screw with our heads sometimes. I think honestly. <laughs> well, you know, uh, the great the great Bill Russell passes away. The, the most yeah. prolific no, winner. The most that. prolific winner. Twenty. Yeah, there yeah. has ever been. Well, the thing about mm-hmm. Russell is amazing. He had twenty-one championships and you know you know win all types of tournaments whether it's college or high school or whatever it was and olympics and he won every one of them 21 of 21 absolutely he's a you know, we're going to talk about bill russell but your thoughts i want to get your thoughts on bill russell because you saw him play it was too late for me i mean uh, he retired before i really got started watching Nick I, I actually as a, as a small kid nine years old i saw him at the very end the shell of what he was rob a great player the reason why he was so great was his rebounding his defense his outlet pass, his pass to the wing after a rebound was second to none. Fantastic. But the thing is, 
Auerbach swore that he was the greatest player. Chamberlain said that he was, and that rivalry began. But those two were fast friends, you know. Those two actually respected each other, right, right. and they thought highly of each other. But, but to me, Russell is probably the best center ever to play the game with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar a close second. Well, I saw Chamberlain play. I mean, I always thought Chamberlain was the best, but I mean, but Russell, Russell, you can't look at analytics with Russell. You have to look at everything he did, and yeah, and guys knocked the ball out of bounds when they, when they, uh, you know, when they blocked shots. He was blocking shots and, you know, creating assists off the, off the blocks and so we, forth. We, hey, Robert, there's, an art, there's an art form, there's an art form to blocking shots. He would actually block a shot directed to a teammate. Hey, uh, Ralph, would you right. uh, would you would you would you call it a stretch to put Russell top five all time? Oh, no, no doubt about it. I put him number three or four. So maybe like top that. four. Yeah, he's on the Mount Rushmore for sure. Absolutely, yeah. The, the thing with him is he was only six nine. Right, right. I mean, I watched. And, you know, he's playing. My, you know, they weren't that big those days, but still, six nine was a small center. Right. Look at Wes Unsell. Look at Dave Cowens. I'm thinking of guys that I saw. Look at E. He was playing center too for at one time. You know, you know that Wes Unsell was Unsell was barely six six. Yeah, he was. About to, he was listed at six seven. He probably wasn't even six seven. So, yeah. And, and when these guys played center, they played the position properly. They, you know, when you see the center position being played, it's kind of outdated. <laughs> they don't even look to the. They don't even look to the center. The game is centered around these three pointers. The center is. No, I'm kind of, it's not, it isn't consequential anymore. I wanted to ask you about Bill Russell, uh, obviously, as, as a, you know, someone who represented, um, you know, a lot of, uh, um, you know, all of his things off the court that he, that he you know, was so prevalent yeah. in with all his work with civil rights and, you know, and, and human rights and so forth. That a great spokesman, not only for the game, but for, for just human rights and civil rights as well. So very active and really an influence on Kareem. In fact, Kareem was on last night. They had him interviewed and he was talking about Russell's influence and, you know, on everybody. And, uh, yeah, obviously. Robbie, if, if you knew Bill Russell, he would talk to you. Yeah. If you were a stranger, he was suspicious because of his upbringing. And let me, let me tell you about Boston at that time. Sean probably knows. He's probably heard. He's a young guy. But Boston was very, very, it still is, actually, certain parts, very racist. I know. I lived there. Toward their athletes. Did my college years there. Believe me, I know. <laughs> they talk about at, uh, you know athletes at Fenway Park. There was a guy that used to play for the Orioles. I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. But so the fans always shout racial slurs from the outfield stands. And the Boston well, definitely they did had it, Boston. Sean, they did it in, yeah, they did it in Philly with a guy named uh, Richie Allen at the time, Dick Allen, and they did it with Russell, and Russell early in his career got a taste of it and never trusted anybody. Hey, a question for you. You just mentioned Dick Allen, not to change the subject. Why isn't Dick Allen in the Hall of Fame? Dick Allen was tremendous. He, play, he played under his potential, Robbie. Yep. The guy could have been greater if he wasn't a gambler. He wasn't I know. A, you know, a little bit of a guy that didn't work too hard. Yeah. But as far as talent goes and sheer ability, yep. that guy was as good as they could. Oh, I know. I remember, I remember watching Richie Allen. Yeah, Dick Allen. But anyway, getting back, to, uh, getting back to Russell. You know, Russell won eight championships in a row and 11 rings. That is just like I, – and he's also – the other thing, too, about being the first coach in the NBA that was black. I believe he was the first black head coach of anything. Is that true? He was. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, and the other thing, too, is like when you look at the Celtics and you look at Russell and then you look at Red Auerbach building team, I mean, here's a guy who's a black man, here's a, a Jewish man together breaking through the barriers of a lot of you know, anti-Semitism and anti-black sentiment in Boston and creating a dynasty. Auerbach, I mean, Auerbach with the big fat cigar, Robbie, oh my God, yeah. was, su- was such an antagonist. He would get these guys up in arms and he sat there and he just... 
He loved it. He, he played to his advantage. You know, that team was the best team in sports he pulled next, off. To the 27, yeah. next to the 27 Yankees. He pulled off. He pulled off one of the best trades of all time, and I'm talking about the um, the Joe Barry Carroll deal where they drafted him. They sent Joe Barry Carroll, and they traded him to the Golden State Warriors for Robert Parrish and a first-round pick, and that happened to be Kevin McHale. So they got those guys. Well, hey, they Joe got, Barry they Carroll. For, they got Russell for a no-name back in the old days. How about Kuzi? They picked I, up Kuzi after he was he was cut by the Tri-City. What, 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 the Chicago Stags cut him, and the, and the, and the uh, Celtics picked him up, and he became one of the greatest... Um, you know, guards of all time, right? Did you ever see Fast yeah, Break, right? He's still around right? at 95. Remember in Fast Break, they don't know who he is, and the old guys are going, and Gabe Kaplan's like, you guys don't know who Bob Cousy is? <laughs> Cousy used to coach the Cincinnati Royals, and he actually would have plain clothes on the sidelines. If he saw the game was getting out of hand, he, he would actually change and get himself in the ball game. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, they were great teams. My mom was a Celtics fan growing up, you know, because she grew up in Pennsylvania. She, I mean, she moved from New York as a 10-year-old, but she used to watch Kuzi and Charmin and, and Russell, you know, and, and obviously in Sam and Casey Jones, and then later on Hondo, and uh, just an amazing, amazing team. And uh, yeah, well, I, My guy was always Havlicek. I oh, he was Havlicek. great. He was great. Constant, constant motion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the, you see, that's what the, the game lacks now. It's, I, we I talk about this still. It's, you know, I'm blue in the face of stagnation. It's not, it's not so much that the players and the, and aren't athletic and they're not, you know, talented. It's just that you don't see the motion and the moving because the game is not facilitated now by the center. It's facilitated by the guard, and that's the, and that's really the difference. And the three pointer, the analytics of shooting forty shots, uh, you know, from three pointers now is now what they do, and it's it's changed the game. And I I, I find it unwatchable at times, literally. Well, I really you know, what detracts from what detracts from Chamberlain's greatness is the fact that he was so so big and such a monster. You know, not only big, but tremendously strong. But he averaged so 50 points a game. Than the others. And the reason why I say it detracts, because if you looked at him, he was a giant among men, uh, among boys. So it was kind of like very unfair when he got on the court. That's, that's the one thing. A guy named George Mikan used to be that way uh, before uh, Chamberlain, if you go back that far. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, bro, yeah, how's Cindy, all right? Yeah, she's, she's actually going uh, out and uh, going to have a little uh, day out. To okay. do a few things. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a few things, and I appreciate the time, guys. No problem, brother. Thanks, man. I hope, I hope you continue with all that success. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> we hope so. Good yeah. to talk to you, Ralph. All right, buddy. Thanks, man. Have a good day. Okay, man. All right. All right. That's Ralph Romeo checking in right there. Four one three four four five five nine four three. Just our reflections about Bill Russell. And yeah, I didn't get a chance to see him. I saw Chamberlain play as a kid when he was older with the Lakers, obviously, and I watched the Knicks. The '73 Knicks was my first joy. With those teams, I'm just pushing the button there. With those teams, with Clyde, obviously, Neural Monroe and, uh, you know, Frazier, and, well, I just said Clyde, but, you know, with Busher and Bradley and Dean the Dream Meminger and, uh, and who am I forgetting? Oh, Willis Reed, of course, the man in the middle there. Yes, Willis Reed is coming out. That, that, that championship I didn't see. That was the 69-70. The one I saw was the 72-73 championship. And we had the T-shirts, my brother and I, and we looked like we had dresses on. Because the T-shirts were so big, it was unbelievable. But uh, you know, so you're, so you're talking about basketball. Uh, can we get to some comments Charles Barkley made the other day? Sure, about, I about, love Barkley. What do you say about now about the Live Golf Tournament? Oh yeah, what do you say now? Well, they the Live Golf Tournament. Yeah, they, they offered him. They were going to offer him some money to leave TNT and go play for, or not go play, go uh, announce for the Live Tournament. And they asked him on an interview, "Yeah, how come? Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on this whole thing?" He goes, "I just got one thing to say. <laughs> Saudi Arabia." is a country 
that about 99.9% of all United States citizens have never been to. Now all of a sudden, they care about civil rights in that country. They care about the rights of people over in that country. Come on, that's ridiculous. Get out of here with that, you knuckleheads. <laughs> you know, and, and, it's, it's all about money, right? And uh, Greg Norman said that they offered Tiger Woods about $800 million to go play over there. He turned it down. Well, to play all on sand traps. <laughs> well, I mean, most of the tournaments are over here. Like, they yeah, played right, at Trump's right, right. golf course in New Jersey right. this past weekend. The last place finisher got $120,000. I mean, I, no wonder all these guys are going over there. Have, like, you been, have you been playing, like, while swatting mosquitoes or, like... <laughs> I have not played any golf in about two years. Uh, I've been remiss. I need to get back yeah, out there. Yeah, you need to play, man. Yeah. Obviously, we need to go out. I need to, like, look, if I'm going to play again, I need to go practice. For Let's go sure. to the driving range. I'm, yeah, I'm going to I'll meet you there anytime. Range. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to drive balls and play short game and stuff. Cause, like, I, I got four clubs in my back seat. Like, I just yeah. haven't, haven't brought them out yet. Yeah, because I'm like Spanky McFarlane. I mean, my first time I went on the course, I shot 75, and then I realized I was, you know, wasn't even taking the second hole yet. So You like Adam have, Sandler yeah. out there with the Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, we, got a, we got another caller, so. Good morning, you're on Cronin. Let's look right here on WTBR 89.7. Hello. Hello? All right, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Is Judge on steroids or not? Okay. Oh, God, I knew you were going to call. I'm glad you called about this, okay? So Gerard's <laughs> calling about this. He he insulted the living hell out of me last night as a Yankee fan, telling me that, that this is the argument now that Judge is now on steroids. I told you they test everybody. So here's his argument. Well, okay, so let me, let, me, let me just lay out the facts. And perhaps oh, here we go. Okay. Okay, number you should be one, happy as a fan. All of a su- he's all of a sudden healthy. So as we know, helps your recovery time. That's because Aaron Judge coddles him. He went from hitting I mean, not Aaron Judge, Aaron Boone, runs, sorry. 27 home runs to all of a sudden 43. Now, uh, they, they, MLB admitted that they changed the ball so home runs wouldn't be flying out. All of a sudden, they're flying out at record paces for him. Um just a lot of coincidences going on. I, I'm just saying that maybe it's something you should consider there, Rob. I don't think so. I mean, I, looking at Aaron Judge just as a, as a person, the way he speaks, the way he's up front, I don't see him as a cheater. I just don't. And also, they test like crazy. They test all the time now. These guys test. I mean, if it was a positive test, they would have thrown him out of baseball. I just think he's a great player. I mean, I don't know why you can't give him credit for having an amazing year. He's been unbelievable. He really has been. Where's I mean, I mean, where's it where's it coming from though? Outside of his rookie year, when the ball the guy was had two, fifth, the, he had yeah. 27, 27. Where's what about his talent though? I mean, what you know, the hell with the ball. I mean, he had fifty plus home runs his rookie year. I mean, I just don't. Yeah, I, but again, that's when the ball was juiced and everyone was hitting him out. Yeah, Vasquez did hit twenty three home runs that year for the Red Sox. And he's I only, know, he's but he's never yeah. been double digits. Since I just then. don't. I just don't. Why would he be? Why, why would he want to all of a sudden take steroids? Especially the dangers of steroids. I don't think he's on steroids. I, I don't think he's. A, I think he's just unbelievable. And it's guy, a contract he's also year. Six he's got. Eight. He's got. You know, it's a contract year. Yeah, he's, he's playing. Yeah. He's playing for. He's for, playing. For, I'm belie- I mean, the guy's been uh, unbelievable. And I tell you, he's carrying everybody. Health, the fact that he's been healthy too is is a little interesting as well. But well, anyway, he's I playing just, seventh, just, Well, the it, fact it, he's healthy. Well, he gets time off. He gets time off. I bet if uh, Keith Fernandez had taken steroids, he would have more than 110 <laughs> home runs in his career. That leaves. <laughs> oh yeah, the, ask him. My <laughs> have segue into the Tony <laughs> Gwynn argument. This was great yesterday too. I'm telling Gerard, we should invite him up here to bang heads in the studio every week. You know. <laughs> Well, I, I have nothing against Tony Gwynn, but what I'm saying is you you, I you disparage Keith for his, his power numbers. Look at Gwynn. Gwynn averaged nine home runs and 76 RBIs. In his entire 22-year career, he had 100 RBIs once. 
Now, he, you're going to say, he's one of the greatest hitters. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. But right. I agree. But Keith is one of the greatest fielders. That's why he should be in the Hall of Fame. Julie Gallo has struck out more times this year than Tony Gwynn struck out in the last four seasons of his career combined. <laughs> right. The guy was one of the greatest contact hitters in the history of the sport. Absolutely. One of the greatest, one of the greatest he had, average he hitters. He hit a lot of singles that didn't produce RBIs, nor did it produce run scores. So they're both they're both in the whole fight. Okay, so there goes let the me argument. ask you something. Why do you feel that? Why do you feel that every hit and every single has to produce an RBI? Let me ask you this: When a guy hits a sacrifice fly and scores a run, he's he, it's an out, but it's still productive, right? So when the rally continues, if a guy hits a single and the next guy smacks a home run with two outs, what? Why is? Why, you get three outs. That's but, it. So but, when but, you say useless credit, singles, it's ridiculous. Credited with a run scored, and, and Tony Gwynn's not even in the top seventy-five in runs scored with all those hits. But, but that's, that's but that's run. a matter of guys being behind him, though. What does that have to do with him getting on base? I mean, I, I just don't get his base. I think his lifetime OPS or a, a slugging was like almost what four four top four. I mean, like uh, high yeah, four, no, high fours, close to five hundred. I have nothing against Tony Gwynn. He's where he belongs in the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying. Both you know, of them are. So why even <laughs> argue about it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just it, it's fun to argue with Ron. I mean, you know? no, <laughs> I can I can understand why. Well, well, no, <laughs> you guys I mean, are well, interesting. I just mentioned, I just mentioned Roberto Clemente. I mean, Roberto Clemente was a huge uh, a power hitter. Had three thousand hits. You know, I mean, you know, Tony Gwynn had what? How many? How many hits? Uh, th- I think thirty-three hundred, th- more than that. It is easy to get Robbie going. No, pr- no question about oh, that. It is. It's, 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 it's fun. It I mean, is fun. You know, I really, I love. He's going to give me a heart attack one day. I'm telling you. He's got. I'm going to have a coronary. He's going to from Florida. Anyway, yeah, I so, mean, um, yeah. So, what do you think of the trade? Do? So, what are the Mets going to do? What, what, are, are you waiting? Are you pissed off about the Mets and their lack of moves? What are they going to do? You want me? Yeah. To, want no, a prediction? Actually, I, you want a prediction? I find it interesting. I, Sean, Sean, I didn't hear you mention it. The Red Sox actually are buyers. They went out and got Tommy Pham from the Reds. Did you hear that? Oh, Tommy Pham hitting two thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> But, but you know, you know the thing with the Red Sox, though, is if they they can't pretend to be buyers and then sell Christian Vasquez. They say that they're trying to buy and sell a little bit. Do we still want to make the postseason? But they trade Vasquez. I mean, it's just a bad. It's a bad look. It's a clown show. It's yeah, it's it's a clown show. It made no sense going get Tommy Pham. So yeah. So no, I'm not upset with the Mets. The Mets are sitting pretty. I mean, they're getting Degrom back. That's like making a blockbuster trade at the deadline. That's huge. DeGrom he pitches back. tonight. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, I, I like where right. they're sitting. I mean, I, I don't know really who they're not going to get Soto. We know that. So if you're not going to get him, you know, who are you really going to get that's going to make that big of a difference with the team right now? JD Martinez. I, I like where they are. Yeah, I, no, I like the Mets need another bat. Yeah. The Mets need another power bat. They need another bat to protect Alonzo. You're putting Vogelbach. You even said Vogelbach behind uh, know, Alonzo. There, this is ridiculous. Well, and, and, and Buck had McNeil batting eighth again last night. Right? Why is he he's had he's had multi hit games three nights in a row when he's batting a mate. You guys want Jackie Bradley Jr. You can have him since we now have Tommy Pham in the lineup. He's gonna play second. Oh, there you go. God. Um, but I, you know what? If the Mets don't make any big moves, I'm okay with it because with Degrom coming back and McGill coming back, that's gonna put Walker in the pen. It's gonna put Peterson in the pen. And of course, Diaz has been great. So I think I think that they. Getting, getting McGill and, and DeGrom back are like making two trades at the deadline. So if they don't do anything major, I'm fine. I don't want to give up the catching prospect that they have, which is who everybody wants. Well, they're not. Um, and they're going to get yeah, they're going to get so, well, they're going to get Contreras today. That's my my prediction is is that Contreras is going to be there. So, oh, uh, what you're talking about? Oh yeah, absolutely. Do I, what, I wanted to get your thoughts on this Deshaun Watson suspension actually, since you follow the NFL so much lately. So, so 
Every, everyone is upset, but don't you think being traded to Cleveland is punishment enough? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, all, all you can say is that Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns got their happy ending yesterday with only, a, you know, <laughs> there you go. no, you pun, know in, no uh, pun intended. I'm not going to say much on it. I just want to say that I, I, I think Roger Goodell is a, is a complete jerk and he has no respect for, for anything that has to do with, with uh, abuse or sexual abuse or rights of women or anything. And the NFL are completely foolish yesterday. So I just, and, and the decision by a woman to suspend him six games was just absolutely ridiculous. I think, it's, I think it's a garbage suspension because, you know, Brady got suspended four games for supposedly deflating footballs. Calvin Ridley gets suspended a year for betting on football. And this guy only gets six games for sexual assault. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't quite understand it, but it's a sensitive subject. But Robbie, like you said, Roger Goodell should not have any. Uh, he should not have his hands on anything in terms of controlling this. And it's this is whatever happens is going to be a bad look. Um, no matter where this goes, it's going to be bad. Because the judge, that judge, is the one who made the ruling. Where does Goodell think this? Could he overrule yeah, can, it? He can, he, can, a, he can appeal it. He has th- well now. He has two days now. He can appeal the suspension. So he'd basically be appealing it against himself. And he could. So if he said he's going to, or he's not going to, I haven't heard. It hasn't happened yet. But if he appeals it, it could go to the Supreme Court. Wow. Well, I think it's a bad look for the NFL not to suspend him for a season. Oh, should have been. It should have been at least a season. It should have been at least a season. Yeah, yeah. I know that he would. The guy wasn't indicted, but clearly there's enough evidence that that he did something tawdry. And I think it's just a bad look for the NFL, who supposedly cares so much about uh, you know rights and women's rights and all this other stuff. Right, it's nonsense. It's just I lip just, service. Just you know, for it's, face it's, value, yes. he should have been suspended for a year. I think it's a real bad look. But you're right, though. The other half of his suspension is getting traded to Cleveland, so you're right about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I've been to Cleveland a few times. It's much nicer than it used to be, but uh, I used to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame down there, and uh, yeah, it's, Cleveland Stadium's right next to it. Buffalo without the glitter. Buffalo right. Well, Buffalo's glitter. another hole. I used to travel to Buffalo. There's, that's Buffalo makes Cleveland look like the Emerald City for crying out loud. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so so I think well, I, I think you're going to see a, a trade for a catcher today because the catching position on the Mets is ridiculous right now. I mean, Nito's terrible. Yeah, they definitely now, need I told you when they got James McCann, he was a total loser. I told what a you, terrible contract. I told you that James McCann was a total stiff. You know, and you wouldn't believe me. He's yeah. he's a total stiff. <laughs> anyway, we got to go to a think, break. So he's got one year left after this, though. Yeah. So um, it, that's fine because he's got yeah. one year left. He's not making a ton of money. You get rid of him. You bring up this rookie that uh, everyone's raving about. Well, it's like you. It's like you. It's like you said though. He took advantage. He was another guy that took advantage of the balls being juiced. And he got that yeah, ridiculous yeah. contract after he had that career season when the balls were flying out of the park left and right, and he took advantage of it. Can't blame the guy, but terrible contract. Yeah, yeah no, it was, it was a bad contract, but it was, it, was, it was a surprising contract, too, because Cohen had just taken over. You figured they'd make a splash. JT Riamuto was available, and they somehow went out and got McMahon. Uh, McMahon. It, was, it was a weird signing to start with. All right, we got to get to a break here real fast. Hey, Gerard, thanks, yeah, man. Ahead, right. Yeah, well, like I said, you're going to get some relief pitching in a catcher today. So, all right, brother, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for calling, all right? All right. That's my buddy checking down in from Florida. 413-445-5943. We're going to come back and, and wrap it up for another day, and uh, we'll be back after these messages. FM is listener-supported radio. That means we depend on your donations to keep the station on the air. All the local content and the music you love requires your support. You can make your donation today at WTBRFM.com by calling 445-4234 or stopping by our studio at 4 Federico Drive in Pittsfield. You'd be glad you did. Pittsfield Community Radio, for the love of radio. 
Hi, my name is Bill Sturgeon. I am the host of WTBR's Morning Drive. We air every weekday morning, 7.30 to 8.30. The goal of my program is to inform, educate, and have a few chuckles along the way. We have wonderful guests, political, arts, actors, musicians, teachers. I look forward for you to listen in or watch us on PCTV. Thank you. Pittsfield Suns baseball is back in 89.7 WTBR. We'll be there for every game this season. Every pitch, every home run, and every exciting moment will be on WTBR as the Pittsfield Suns look to return to the FCBL Championship Series. Support for Pittsfield Suns baseball comes from Interprint Inc. in Pittsfield, Be Fair, and Berkshire Community College. Tune in all season long on your home for Pittsfield Suns baseball, 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio. WTBR. Wow, another 55 minutes and 30 seconds has gone by so fast here this morning. Good show as always, Robbie. Definitely, man. We, uh, you know, what a day. This is going to be quite the night with this trade deadline. I just, as a Red Sox fan, it's like a purgatory right now. We're sitting at 500, even 500 record. <sighs> Three games out of the wild card, making trades. Is Tommy Pham part of a trade today? And what do the Red Sox do? If you're if you're a Red Sox fan, give me give me your prediction. Obviously, you're a Red Sox fan, so go ahead, tell me what you think. <laughs> I think Evaldi and uh, JD Martinez are gone. Okay. Evaldi shut down the Astros last night. You know, but he's a free agent at the end of the year. JD's a free agent at the end of the year. Obviously, like you said, he's not going to come back next year. His power numbers are down, but he still does have 34 doubles. I mean, he's a doubles machine. But I'd get rid of him. I'd try to get whatever you can for Absolutely, him. yeah. He's going to walk next year. And oh, well, it's not going to be going to walk. They're not going to resign him, especially after the year he had this year. Vasquez was he the takes last very... guy I thought they would ever trade. You know really what? Was. I told you. I told you. I said they're probably going to trade Vasquez because he's a free agent next year. And I don't know what they got back from. He said two minor leaguers. And they just picked up Reese McGuire from the White Sox for Jake oh, right, Aikman. Right. He's I like a that. 210 career hitter, 220 career hitter. He's a catcher, right. but he's a quad A guy. Now they have like 17 catchers in their system. Can any of them hit over 200? It's going to be the interesting thing to find out. I, I mean, see, yeah. I guess the only reason, they, maybe the only thing they thought of trading Vasquez, let's, let's see what we have in our system. Let's see if any of these guys can develop to, you know, because it's one thing to hit, but you also have to know how to run a pitching staff. And these starters who've been really bad this year for the Red Sox, but this whole team, they say that Vasquez called a hell of a game. And he was a hell of a base-stealing uh, catcher. You know, he could he threw guys out. He had an arm. He was great defensively. And he was really the heart and soul of that ball club. And that just really killed me. You know what he that. was? He was clutch, though. How many clutch hits did he get last year when they were making the run toward the end of the year? Down in D.C., all the clutch hits he got. He killed the Yankees. He absolutely murdered the Yankees all the time whenever they played played not, each other. Not a huge power guy, but it, no. seemed, like, it seemed like whenever you hit a home run, it counted. Absolutely. It was like like in the eighth inning when they were down by two or something like that. I mean, it counted. The guy was clutch. He was the definition of clutch. Yankees make any more moves today? What do you think? No. Does Juan Soto go to 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 San Diego? Yes, no. My prediction if Juan Soto gets traded, he goes to the Mariners. I just hearing Jim Duquette say that really made me think that's possible. Yeah, my prediction is he goes to San Diego. He and Josh Bell go flying over there and they go back with a bunch of prospects and maybe some other uh, people in the trade. I'm not exactly sure. I haven't gone through the San Diego roster. But I'm not exactly sure what the what the ownership would. It's Rizzo, right? He's a GM down in Rizzo. Washington. 
Well, Juan Soto is only 23 years old. He's already owned the World Series. Unbelievable. I mean, the kid, if he stays healthy, he's, I mean, first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's already got 500-plus career hits. The kid's unbelievable. I know. Well, he's going to, I mean, he's going to put the, definitely put San Diego over the top. I can't believe we're almost done. This is insane. We need more time. It's because of Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> anyway, thanks again for another wonderful hour here on WTBR Sports Talk with Cronin and the Zook. We'll be back next week, next Tuesday. Stay happy. Have a great summer, folks. Drive safe. Go out and get vaccinated if you haven't. And uh, we'll see you, and we'll see what happens in the trading deadline today. What? It goes till I think, 3 o'clock. So, anyway, God bless everybody. Be well. We'll see you next week. Take care. Vaccinations don't work. <laughs>